Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Today, I have Durga Magneta. Is that how you say your last name? Yes. Magneta? Magneta. Great. On the program. In the year 2000, Durga was trained to develop her intuition studying under Sandy Anatazi, an internationally renowned psychic channel who has also trained John Edward from hit television show Crossing Over. That same year, Durga started work as an intuitive reader and medium, building a worldwide clientele. Then perceptive liberation and emotional freedom became her next dedicated area of study over the next two years. She became certified in level two Amrit yoga, finishing several courses of advanced studies. Durga is a Reiki master teacher, and she has also studied with the Astrological Institute of Integrated Studies. And I met Durga when I went into the chakra, actually, my girlfriend went into the chakra shack. It's a little shack here in Southern California. Um, it's not a shack, it's a beautiful store. And um, Durga was available to give her a reading and she just came home and couldn't stop talking about it. So of course I had to go down and see her at Durga too. And it was amazing. So I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you, Marla. Yes. So let's talk about how you started on this, on this spiritual path. Well, see, I love, I love talking about this because I want to give people hope that a spiritual path can show up in anybody's life really at any time and, and the gifts that go along with it as well. So uh, I was about 22 and I was going through like a tower card moment where you kind of lose everything and you you're going through it and that and I didn't have external things to focus on so I it forced me to go inside but it also forced me to what else is there I was I was probably agnostic at the at that time in my life where I I I had a little taste of spirituality I knew there was something else I didn't really care (laughs) <laughs> and this and this, and this really cha- this really changed that and for whatever reason all of my gifts I became sensitive and, and had aware of a set of senses that we all have but mine was so different it was a whole different ex- life experience just mm. hearing and feeling and knowing and seeing in a way that I had never seen before times you know quite a bit um, and I had to learn to get used to it. I had to, that, that is why I sought training. And, uh, and then it just kind of organically happened that I started, I got my first job doing readings where I was just channeling for the first seven years. And then, uh, you know, I started bringing, using the tarot just because the cards can offer a little more information sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll, so that's just how, how that started was, it was, 
it found me. I'm, I have an art background, fine art background, and um, graphic design, photo retouching. So I was kind of like a normal person, <laughs> <laughs> if there was such a thing. Yeah. So I want to give people hope because I keep seeing that but people are coming into their gifts where we are yes. getting more sensitive. So it can happen to anybody. Right. How did you grow up? Were you in a religious family at all? It's so neat how my my dad um, was raised Jewish. He's 100 percent, even a DNA in the DNA is 100 percent Jewish. And then um, he married he married my stepmom, who was raised Catholic. And they they got they religion wasn't their path. So they found a long time ago, another a man who came from India with the message, what you're looking for is within you. And his name is Prem Rawat. And he, he actually lives in Malibu, but you know, here, my parents from the, I was in the Northeast and they met on a plane and they met through this man's teachings where this man teaches you to find the divinity inside and, and rest in it uh, daily. So no religion, but we did Hanukkah and Christmas and my parents right. had a guru. That's beautiful. And when, when he said that rest in it daily, I assume that was a meditative practice or were there certain rituals or it wasn't, you- it wasn't ritualistic. It was very, um, this, is, they teach you, it's called knowledge. You receive knowledge after a certain amount of time. And, you know, it was accused of being cultish and all that stuff, but it was really beautiful. I, I went to a yeah. lot of the programs and he really just spoke beautiful truth right? and right. I enjoyed it, but that wasn't my path to the divine. Uh, I, it, I just didn't, I didn't stay on it. And it was fate that I ended up on the path I was on. And I, I fell in love with um, the Eastern and yogic science, Eastern, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really religious, but. Yes, yes. So you said that you, the first seven years, you were just channeling. <laughs> I like the way you said that so nonchalantly. When you say channeling, um, you what you mean by that is you're getting downloads and you're helping people psych- psychically and also me- medium, you using being a medium to connecting with the afterlife. So it's not, it's different from trance, right? It's more just, not just, but... Oh. Um, so trans mediumship is when somebody kind of allows their body to be used right. as a for spirit. Um, that is not what I do. Um, I, I was always taught that that wasn't real good for our nervous systems. Mm-hmm. Like it, it up, so I, I didn't, it wasn't my, that wasn't my path. So yes, a channel is, is knowing it's a knowing that downloads itself through the crown of your head. So when I'm channeling for a person in a session, I'm explaining things, but I'm actually turning the feelings into words. So I have to translate it. It isn't English words. It's more of a pictures and knowing and feelings. Yeah. How do you get into that state? Like when someone comes in and let's say they, they want a little bit of a psychic reading and a mediumship reading do, is it pretty easy just for you to take a few deep breaths and, and connect? Well, I've been doing this for 23 years and you know what I, my, my subconscious, my psyche are so trained to drop into that state quickly, Right. but it's not hard to do. It's, it's about being, being, um, receptive and allowing information to come through your physical senses without it 
So without needing to control it or, or thinking, mm-hmm. or it's, it's energy coming in and just being, learning to feel it and, and translate it. Yes. And what I hear you saying is that everyone can, can do this. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody and is what, doing it. Yes. Yes. So what would you suggest to someone though, who, you know, is in that mind loop and always going kind of crazy and trying to slow down and, and what to, when they first begin, you know, just really wanting some of those downloads as a term I'll use. Cause that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I receive. How would you suggest people, um, begin that path? Well, what you need, what they're probably coming to the, it's hard for us to come to the conclusion that thinking and worrying and thinking and worrying and stressing, like somehow we, it's this dangling carrot that we're always chasing that it's always going <laughs> to lead us to some solution. And it's going to like the ego mind is just the ego mind trying to control us because that has never solved a problem, never once solved one single problem. And it's about us being willing to let go of that false sense of control that the ego mm-hmm. offers and to get back in the body. And, and so most people are traumatized to a degree because life in its nature is traumatizing. So then we feel like it's not safe to be in the moment or it's not safe to be right. in our bodies. So we avoid being in our bodies, but it's actually what we need to do to start being open to the truth and, and the information mm. that we're really seeking so that we can heal and feel better in our hearts about our lives and understand why we're going through the things that we're going through. Yeah. And it's so important to trust that, you know, just trust it's that imperative. information and that feeling. Yes. That feeling. I was just telling my son who's getting ready to go off to do a Europe, you know, adventure that just listen to his heart, you know, when things come up, just spend a little bit of time alone and listen to his intuition and his heart. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, it felt he listened carefully. So um, Durga, what I know you do energy work mm-hmm. and what, what kind of energy work do you do? Or does that go along with, with this? Well, I know it all goes together, but what does that mean for you? Well, it is actually kind of two different things. Actually. Okay. Um, you and I, you and I haven't done that, but um, your lovely friend I work with, that's all we do. <laughs> and um, are you still working with her? Oh yeah. <laughs> she's, um, she's doing some, um, she's, it's amazing. I know her, she is. I talk to her most every day, but. And it's her, ahead. and it's her amazingness, but I'm so happy to be along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to, and, to, and to think that I could help somebody do that. It's just what I live for. Mm-hmm. So energy work, what I was trained through my life and my struggles is that unresolved trauma forms little energetic density balls in different parts of the body. And it stops the natural flow of prana and it stops it's it well, how I explain it to the clients is it's like a little sad it's a skipping record of a very sad story that's always playing in the background oh. you know where it's it's like right right well, you know that, that feeling like I know I'm okay but I don't know something's not right something's not right and, yes and that's when that's how you know you have trauma that needs to be healed so one of the gifts I have in the modality that I've been working almost two decades on cultivating and recognizing 
is my ability. It's an empathic healing. So as an empath and for people who are, who, you know, your audience and, and people who can feel other people's feelings, they, they understand this. But what I do is I use it to reflect the other person's energy body. I'm not in their space. I'm just reflecting them because we're all connected. And when I do that, I feel the heaviness. I go down and it's like being a soul whisperer where I can speak to that level of consciousness, find the lie that's causing this person to be sick or depressed or anxious and remove it through, through words, through affirmations, through, um, I talk to it really. And it just, it wants to be heard. It's just, I just want to be heard. And, and you give it that and it leaves because your system wants to heal itself. We just don't yeah. let it. We just try and stuff, stuff the hurt with addiction or, you know, think of anything can be an addiction these days really. And, and we don't want to be with the stillness because we don't want to feel that, but in the stillness, it, it's saying, Hey, I have stuff. I need, I want to let this go. And so we need to embrace the discomfort and knowing that it, you can actually heal disease on a cellular level so that it's no longer a problem. It actually can be cured. And you, and you don't only mean physical disease, but you mean some mental health issues too. Absolutely. Well, uh, so, and so just as a disclaimer, um, there are many people who, if they healed their trauma, they wouldn't be no longer, they would no longer carry the diagnosis of anxiety and depression. Um, and, and that's usually the people where they're medicated and it's not really doing a whole lot for them. And then there's the people where it's their evolutionary path to, to experience mental illness and to learn to love themselves through it or whatever the, the, the path is for them. So I'm working with somebody now where I'm just, I'm not trying to say, I'm going to come in here and we're going to take this, all these diagnoses off of you. I'm just going to say, how close can we get to happiness for you? How much better can you feel if you're not carrying trauma and just accepting that some people might have the label of a diagnosis, but at least they're feeling as well as they can right? without those energies. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So I, you talk about the um, important role of integrity and generosity in the ascension process it's so interesting this word comes up because i'm reading a lot of books right now that seem to be talking about ascension what what is the ascension process so um i'm actually really glad that we're talking about this and i looked you know when i was looking at the info that you had this is something that was brought to my attention about 20 years ago when I started, you know, you start seeing the 1111 every time you look at the clock or the 111 or the 222 or the 444, whatever it is for you. And I was like, this is driving me nuts. What is this? And then I was working at a metaphysical store and she handed me a book and it was said 1111. And it was by a lady named Solara who was in the world to help the ascension process. So I'll get into it's We are leaving a platform of learning as human beings. We're, we're coming into a, a fifth dimensional space, like, like the song that they, they were a little ahead of their time, the Age of Aquarius song. Yes. That's exactly what that was. The golden age, as it's referred to in the Bible, the second coming right. is actually Christ consciousness. So essentially we're 
letting go of false selves and lies and trying to show up as differently because we don't feel adequate on the inside. It's all who we are not is being challenged right now to go away so that who we are in our absolute divine truth is with us in our bodies. And so we're going to be incredibly intuitive. We're going to be just calm and heart-centered and loving effortlessly. We won't have to fight with our moods. We won't have to, I got to think positive. I got to think positive. I got to, where am I manifesting right now? It's more like it's all right there for you. And so we are ascending into the fifth dimension where it's what my guides are telling me is it's heaven wants to be here with us. Right, Right. And that is why it is like hell on earth right now, because all of the problems that have just been hidden or, you know, we stick our head in the sand or we're not addressing things. It's all coming up at once to be, uh, bring the light of consciousness to it. So there's resolution and a new way of being. Interesting. So, so with what is going on in the world today, climate change, that, war right now in the Ukraine, the um, pandemic, just so much, so much. Do you feel that once again, all these things are coming together to get us to a point of every more people recognizing that we're interconnected and we're one and we need to love and help and do you hear from your guides that there's going to be even more loss of lives as we go through this ascension process? Well, let's talk about that. Um, I'll tell you, I mean, I'm always going to just give it to you straight. Um, my gifts have never been one to, 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 to bear me, to tell me of disasters coming. There's some yes. people that's a little more of a, of a, um, like a, survival, lower chakra, like a lot of people have those. I've never had those. And, you know, I don't believe that they're helpful. And I would just, what you were just upset about something that we have no control over. Yes. My gifts have just never showed up like that. I did. I did have an, an uneasy feeling around the turn of the year. I just, I wasn't real excited about this new year, just in my bones. And I watched a video by Teal Swan with the predictions for this year, and some of the stuff she said was already starting to happen. I, um, when I get into that worried space, my guides know it and they say, don't worry about the world. Cause what I know is that we are, we're all, we're only here temporarily and that we're all going back to this beautiful place. And yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not for us to be, immersed and involved in what other other people's paths right now we help when we can i'm not saying to pretend it's not happening i'm saying that the more that we are in a a space of love and higher consciousness we're helping everybody raise up and when and when everybody's raising up we will not see fit to for these atrocities these atrocities will not have a place in life as we raise up in our consciousness do you agree that your people your age and millennials coming in or or new you know new little ones even coming in that it seems that there's so much more sensitive empathetic Mm -hmm. and that's part of helping this ascension process Yes. Well, yeah, absolutely. One of the predictions this year is that the babies born this year are going to be crazy talented, crazy (laughs) 
<laughs> like super naturally talented and they're not going to put up with any nonsense. Like if somebody's living in a lie, we just learn to lie to ourselves and we learn to, and that was the old way of being. And they're going right. to call us out and they're going to push our buttons and, you know, in ways that we need the buttons to be pushed so we can wake up and, oh yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. What was I doing? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it just seems like there's more and more of that. And it's not without its problems. And it's in the hardships on, you know, once again, on, on the younger generation, but so important. Um, these are souls coming in with this mission and the struggles will only lead to victory. The hardships will only, it's already, it's just part of the process to getting where we're going. Right. I always try and see it that way um, because there's just too many reasons to be victimized in the world. And we can't be in that space, especially right now, or just get, it'll swallow us whole. Mm -hmm. So empowerment and try and see how is this propelling me forward? How are these challenges helping the world? Try and look looking at through that lens where it's all working for the, the greater good. Mm -hmm. Have you been told anything about it's just so amazing how there's tens of millions of people talking about near-death experiences now and shared death experiences and past lives and all the research and science getting involved with some of the scientists. Is this part of also the ascension process that this is all coming to fruition? Yeah, so... Basically, uh, for, so, you know, the Aquarian age is coming, but we were, we're still finishing up the Piscean age and the Piscean age means that either God could be real or not real, or we're somewhere in between. So God's remained ambiguous, ambiguous, like um, a mystery. So my thing has always been, we can believe and have whatever experience we want to believe. If we want to live a life where there is no God and we just die, or if you want to live where faith is everything to you, everybody's invited to have whatever experience they want to have. But my feeling is it's going to be undeniably true that there's more than what we see and, and that there's life beyond the physical. And yes, I, I absolutely think that that's part of it. So I've been hooked on um, celebrity ghost stories on my discovery plus, and it's just all the people you would never think would like half of the cast of the Sopranos have all had ghost stories. And I was like, wow, yes. we, have, we have connection. We have, we can have a conversation where I would have, I would have judged and said, they have no idea what it's like. And they would probably laugh at me and tell me I'm crazy. <laughs> right. No, we're right. all in the same boat. Well, you know, it was interesting the other night um, I've, I've interviewed and met quite a few people who've done actually a lot of people who've had near death experiences, but I was with an old friend um, this kind of this macho guy, you know, yeah. and um, old friend that I went to college with, and we went out to dinner, and I, I'm getting goosebumps. So just out of the blue, he had had this medical emergency. He just starts telling me about this experience, and he breaks down into tears. And he said, I've never told anybody about this before. And I was just, it was such a gift, a gift to me because it's always different, right? When you see, you know, someone and you know them so well and and a gift to him for him to be able just to get it out, to voice it. And, um, and like you said, it's so, people need to realize 
a lot, many more than not are having these experiences and always have, but people are talking about them now. So that's, that's really, I love it. I love it. And I can't wait for us all to come together in that way because I, because of the work that I do, and this is my stuff. This is something I need to work on. I always felt kind of alone and isolated and that I've had people judge what I do and I'm the devil's work and all that stuff. And not a lot, not a lot. It's mostly embraced, but I've always felt like my work has kept me outside of things. And and that is just something Mm -hmm. that I'm, that I'm working on, but I can't wait for it to be more, Hey, we're all doing the same thing. Yeah. You know what, Durga, I feel exactly the same way, you know? And I think that there's a reason for that, that we are a little bit on the outside because that's what we were supposed to be. That's where we're supposed to be to really help people to be a light. Because I think that, well, that's a whole nother conversation, but, but anyway, I, I certainly understand so um, let's, let's talk about overcoming. We've talked about this a little bit, but the battle between your heart and your head and segueing to children a little bit and how we can help children also, even though they do really live from their heart, That's but great. as they get, as they get older to, to keep that, to, to keep that. Yes. Well, that's funny because that was another thing. I was like, children don't have the problem like we do because we're taught to be, to reprogram that. And like I said, it's really essentially we're learning to lie to ourselves to fit in and to do the right, the societal right thing and to not be honest because that might hurt somebody's feelings. And then we turn into codependence and whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I do think there'll be a change in that. So basically, um, it's how how information makes you feel is, is your heart or your head. Um, and if, if it's negative or um, urgent, or it just makes you feel bad about yourself, that is a lie. And like, how does that, how do you, how does that feel in your heart? You know, and, and what I do is um, if somebody said, what does your heart tell you about that? There is actually a thinking center in here that if if you drop down and say how do I feel about that I feel that and then that's your intuition whatever the the rest of that sentence would be I feel that it's not quite time or I feel that it might not be the right fit it's a gentle feeling that is not based in judgment the only time it is urgent is if you're you're in a life-threatening situation which I did once have where I just heard spirits say run and I ran but most it's it's never going to feel bad like the way it really bad like the way it does that means that it's egoic um nonsense that is not true yes uh I love that and we can learn so much from our children just listening to them right and wow so let's talk about pets yeah and the purpose of and the purpose of pets that sounds so ridiculous that's probably the worst question I've ever asked um that how pets how they I assume that you have pets because I wrote this question down so I must have heard it in an interview or something but um just elaborate on your relationship and the beauty of what, what our pets can provide for us. Well, I think it is, I mean, it's silly to anybody who, who has, who has a pet because it's so obvious what the purpose is. It's so obvious. <laughs> right, they, right. They are little gifts 
no, and and sometimes the challenges are difficult. So that was a podcast I had done where I knew my dog was meant to be with me because it was the only person who called me back and I knew I was getting a dog and it just was real fluid that this little puppy came into my life about seven years ago. And she helped me to be more, I was in a lot of pain at the time and I was in a healing crisis that lasted for a long time. And she helped me to focus on love, to focus on selflessness, yes. to laugh. Um, she's also, it's funny because her character is, she has the strong need to be dominant and controlling where I've always attracted people who are, who want to be controlling. I tended to be passive and not as much in my power. And, you know, so she's a little lesson in that way where I'm having to, to be the leader and carry a strong leading energy where I've never done that in my life. And my dog requires it, or she's going to think she's boss and she's a little terror. <laughs> you know, it's little, it's a little dog problems that, <laughs> that there's a, it's, it's a condition called little dog, a small dog aggression syndrome. That that's a real thing. She's not hugely aggressive, but she could be, if I'm not doing my due diligence and standing in my power and being a leader and a boss. So they knew I needed that. So I get the puppy who requires that of me. She, yes. she wants to run the show. So mm -hmm. I love that. So Durgan, what do you do for your daily um, rituals or nourishment? Self-care, I find um, one of the greatest things we can do for ourselves, and this may or may not be considered off topic, is um, a dietary, just really eating clean is right. huge, huge, huge for, for, for everything. I, you, I work with intention on a daily basis. Um, so that just means in the morning, it's intending you know, I'm aware of the things that I have to do and I can have an intention about how my experience, I can, I can guide, we can't control our lives through, through any, through readings or intention. I'm not trying to paint that picture, but I say, I, I honor my lessons, but I would like to have this experience with them. Or I would like, you know, and I, I kind of just clear my head every morning and every day at night. It's all the things that are weighing on me. I go through the crown of my head and I say, I'm not sure what to do with this. I give it to you. Thank you. I'm not sure what to do with this. I give it to you. Thank you. And I, it is true. The gratitude practice, I don't mean to sound like that, but there's a reason why everybody's talking about it is completely shifts right. your perspective. I also do something called yoga nidra because as you may or may not have the experience, a lot of people have a hard time sitting and meditating. This is something where you lie down and you're guided to stay mentally awake and alert while your body falls asleep. And you set these very powerful intentions all the way to the, you know, the back of your psyche. So it's, it's hugely transformative. I just, I, I, I have agreed to be conscious, make conscious decisions and just be self-aware and take care of myself. And all those little things turn into big progress. Right, right. When you at night or not at night, yeah, at night, I guess, when you do that, like, I'm just going to give it to the divine, I will say, you know, I don't know what to do with this. Then do you, when you wake up in the morning, is it given back to you? <laughs> you feel differently about it? Or? Well, this is something I've been practicing for a long time, but I have to tell you that with the ascension, there's little bits of ascension, um, like, 
I'm getting uh, the ascension for me is starting to be more real. And yes. one of the ways it's being more real is every time I give it to God, it works itself out like day and night. It'll change. I said, I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I just, and sometimes I'll, I'll be just, I had a problem with, with my pharmacy and the guy was accusing me of not, of lying essentially. And I was like, what am I going to do? They didn't give me enough of a prescription. And I was really, it really got under my skin in a way that I don't like allowing things to do. And I said, I don't know what to do with this. They didn't give me enough. And then something said, call him. I get the same guy on the phone and he apologizes up and down. Oh my God. And sends me the stuff that he should have sent me in the first place. <laughs> oh, wow. It was like, I thought I had this battle ahead of me and it was just like, no, you're right. And we'll, we'll help you. It's just giving it up works more and more and yeah. more. Yeah. Well, you trust once again, just trust trusting. is so imperative right now because we don't have the adrenals to, to serve our, our adrenals won't survive if we don't like we're going right. to end up sick, you know, and, and uh, burnt out. If we don't yeah. we have to trust right now. Yeah, definitely. Well, Durga, we need to wrap it up, but um, is there anything you would like to some words of wisdom or, I mean, we could talk about this kind of stuff forever, but anything you'd like to share? I think it's, it's just so important that whether you think, you know, people are just what the word they're saying is everybody right now feels that their life is in transition. They know that things are changing. They feel like I should be doing something, but I don't know what to do. They're, they're discontent with the things that usually make them content. And it's just mm -hmm. calling. The thing is, is that you're, I would tell people the blanket thing is you're exactly, you're, you're on the right path and that you're being guided and that you need to find a way to trust that whether you think that you're speaking with the divine or not, you absolutely are because you are that you are that and all, everything you're putting out is to the divine really. Yes. And so, tr and so it's about trusting in that we all have really happy changes. Life actually wants to get better. The world wants to get better, but it, it sometimes it has to get worse before it gets better or where we're, we're coming against everything that's no longer working and we're thinking we're being punished but it's like hey no it's dismantling itself so that and we're clearing stuff out so we're making room for this new chapter we're all mm -hmm. starting a new chapter together yes well thank you so much Durga and if people want to find you how would they how would they do that yeah thank you so much for having me You're um welcome. I'm free to be authentic.com and this will be in the show notes too. Yes. So it's, it's really, it's, it's really that easy. They can find the, the podcast or book a session or, or I have books online or just whatever, whatever they're drawn to, but I, I'm just here because I love people and I really want, I really want to help people to live in their truth and to let go of the suffering that we do when we're not living in our truth. Yes. Well, you do such important work and and I hope to have a session with you tonight <laughs> yeah well thank you thank you so much and um you have a great great rest of the day thank you thank you Marla okay. I'll, I'll see you soon I'll talk to you later okay okay ready bye thank you so much for listening in today 
If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you. Thank you.